All right, welcome in everybody to the Can We Kick It podcast. I'm your co-host Mike, along with Chuck. Yeah. Hey, hey. How's it going, Chuck? Good, man. Good to see you back. Yeah, I just I just came back from London. You just got back from London. <laughs> <laughs> I did, Turtle Man. Are you from London? <laughs> oh, I did watch. Yeah, we'll get into Chuck's plane movie segment. Oh yeah. I may or may not have watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall on the plane. That's a must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. That's a frequent watch, yeah. Yeah, so how are you doing? I'm I'm great, man. I'm great. You know, work's been okay, but uh, celebrated my sister's birthday in Galveston. We ate at uh, Texas Tail Distillery. Oh, yeah. Which was really good. Texas Tail, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had a nice frozen crown and Coke. Ooh. It's whiskey and Coke, their house whiskey. It was amazing. Blue saltgrass is frozen... Coke and Crown out of the water. Question. Yeah. If Crown Crown's Canadian whiskey. Yep. If it's a Galveston distillery, how would it be similar to Crown? Wouldn't it be a Galveston whiskey? Yeah, it's a Galveston whiskey. Yeah. I've just used a Crown and Coke. Thanks, Sawgrass. Sorry. Yeah. Smart ass. I know. I'm just very. I'm very. (laughs) Deliberate. Deliberate. I don't know. I can't talk. I've been no, yeah. You you get jet lag going me, on. Me yeah. no work for seven <laughs> yeah. days. Um, me me use less eight. words. Save yeah. time. See world. <laughs> <laughs> See world. Uh, and he no talk no. My me mechanic. <laughs> yeah. That's the office people. But, yeah, you just got back from London. You spent what a week there? I just got back from London. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I spent about seven. Well, yeah, seven days. And it was your and Blanca's birthday. It was. So a little birthday Sally. Nice. Um, we pretty much saw all of central London, east London, west London, ventured a bit north, ventured a bit south, down to Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah. And uh, did a lot of the footy, so it was a... Saw football, saw live live football match, saw, watched U.S. and Netherlands and England and Senegal in a pub. Um, so I ran like three and a half miles one morning to oh. Chris, to, uh, to Stamford Bridge where Chelsea plays. Nice. So, um a little bit too much football focus. <laughs> well, it uh, is World Cup time, so yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we did a proper like visit with um, Blanca's sister and her husband as well. Saw so our first British uh, panto, which if you don't know, panto stages in Houston is doing a panto. Mm called Snow White and the Seven Dorks, but it's basically Jack and the Beanstalk was when we saw uh, Blanca's brother-in-law as a performer in it. And it's just, they do, it's like a quirky take on um, like those stories like Jack and the Beanstalk, Snow White. Uh, There's a couple other ones that are traditional ones that they do uh, during Christmas. Hmm. So uh, there's always a, a dame which kind of narrates the story. Was it and Judy Dench? No, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was Blanca's brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> he played the dame. So, like, the dame is always played by a man. In, Interesting. In an elaborate, like, 
wonderful dresses. And a classic lot of the England, yeah. Male actors, a lot of the male characters are usually played by women. Yeah, yeah. In uh, this one, it wasn't. Um, the female characters were female characters, and the men were men. But in some of the traditional pantos, um, so I know that probably have a lot of people upset in the U.S. Uh, but <laughs> hey. Um, it's that's how it was. That's why Shakespeare and Love got a lot of heat because that movie was supposed to be a, a period piece about Shakespeare, and yet there was a woman playing a female character. Not yeah. accurate. Yeah, no. It used to, yeah, it used to be um, a lot of females played male characters, and and vice versa in these things. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we did see Shakespeare's Globe, the Globe Theater Globe thing, theater. and nice. I mean, every touristy thing. We did as well because I wanted. It was my first trip to London, so you had tea with the king. Yeah, I sat down, had to sit down with Charles and apologize for Harry and Meghan for how they're treating the royal family. Well, their documentary just dropped on Netflix, so that's good timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a big um, on British TV. That was a big, really? big scandalous thing. Like all the like Sky and BBC, pretty much all their news, um, their news, they like. Is so we can get into TV a little bit over there, but yeah, <clears throat> their news was quite interesting because in this BBC and Sky, it was more just news mm. than like our bullshit news. Yeah, our new cable news organizations were there. Shit, once like there's an extremely jaded, tainted view in one direction or another. Maybe I just didn't miss it, but it's more of like they just brought you what was going on. I mean, the royal family thing, I mean, they're obsessive about it. Oh, even on, I mean, like, they did a 10-minute segment on <clears throat> the Netflix. They talked about the trailer, <laughs> and then the day it was released, they talked about, like, the first episode and... um. Most of them are not very happy with what they're doing. Sure. Um, most of the people I talked to over there are not very happy with what they're doing. But um, so it was interesting to, to see there. But their news was quite interesting to watch because it was just they were talking about the rail strike that's happening, going to happen over there. And mm, them too. The, yeah. Wow. Theirs will be. Yeah, yeah. They're dealing more with more people yeah. related. I mean, we have so much freight. Yeah. That it would have been less affected on people, only maybe like in northeast or certain yeah. region. But, um, but yeah, I mean it was it was nice to watch the news there. It most <laughs> TV I mostly was watching uh, Family Guy and American Dad. <laughs> oh and, my god! <laughs> and like the American shows, like is it oh. so? Is it like translated in like English? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they take Maybe like London yeah, English. They put it. They put it in the Queen's English. So like <laughs> Peter Griffin's like Lois instead of Lois. Hello, hello. <laughs> and the dog's name's it's not Brian. It's accent. Sir <laughs> Sir Bryington the <laughs> second. Did you watch Dukes of Hazard? I'm sure they called the Earls of Risk over there. But. <laughs> um, but we did. It, it did watch a movie. That I'd never seen before. It's called The Spy Who Dumped Me. And it's got oh, Mila yeah. Kunis in it and Kate McKinnon and uh, 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 Justin Thoreau. Not Justin Thoreau. Uh, oh, is it 
Yeah, Thoreau. That he was in Parks and Rec. He did was in a couple episodes of Parks. Yeah, and, yeah. And Leslie's he, boyfriend. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. Justin Thoreau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was in the Leftovers. My favorite. Oh yeah, thing. that's right. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was really fucking funny. Oh, like yeah. it's the stupidest movie, but it was great. It Kate McKenna. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the TV scene. Did they have like below deck like Berkshire? Like <laughs> below deck Essex. <laughs> below deck Essex. I'll just get in fucking wasted, man. Yeah, yeah we'll talk more about that uh, yeah. in the White Lotus section. So good. Um, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're disappointed with you know um, uh, the. The royal family stuff. Yeah, the royal is, family situation. But I saw that Ryan Reynolds went over there and apologized to uh, the, the king today. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sure he was in town for a Wrexham game, did, but yeah. Did um, Ryan, Did the other guy go? McElhaney? McElhaney. I didn't see him at, at the tea time photos, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, and it's, they, it's funny to see the perspective because the other kid, uh, was it Billy and Kate? Uh, William yeah, yeah, and yeah. Kate? Yeah. Uh, call him Billy. <laughs> Billy. What's going um, on, Billy? They were in America Town, uh, in Boston. Yeah, like doing some. They took it like a Celtics game or something, or they were booed at the Celtics. Yeah, it's funny. Like we in America's like, yeah, Harry and Meghan like Living fuck the, the oligarchy yeah. and like fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, and then and then like William and Kate are over there. They're like raising money for like some foundation in <laughs> yeah. like Boston. Like, Boo! That sounds like Get Boston. Get out of here, you English bricks. Yeah. Uh, um, Even though I love Boston. It sounds like Boston. <laughs> what about you love Boston? Yeah, it's, it's great. Lobster roll. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You go to Southie. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Quincy in Charlestown. You rob any banks out in Charlestown. You're going to go with me? We're going to hunt some people and you can't ask me about it afterwards. <laughs> Who's guy we taking? Yeah, who's guy we taking? <laughs> I fucking love the town. One of the best Boston movies ever. Yeah, that it is the best. Yeah. Well, I mean the the Departed. Yeah, which I did watch on the plane as as well on the way yeah. over. I mean that's Dude, another. It sounds like you watch so much shit on the plane. So yeah, let's get into my yeah. plane. Any any, so. any final thoughts on London? You went and saw a Crystal Palace friendly match. Yeah, against they played a Brazilian Botafogo. team. Yeah, it's a Brazilian Fogo team. Fogo de Chao. Botafogo de Chao. <laughs> <laughs> um, Botafogo is so Crystal Palace. The owner of Crystal Palace owns uh, Botafogo as well, oh, or okay. he has partial stake in the club. So that's how they arrange the friendly. Um, but it was kind of—I mean, as a friendly, it was kind of—it was zero-zero, it was nil-nil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just the atmosphere was awesome. Like, that's cool. I want to go. Definitely going back, and definitely going during the prem season um, to go to a proper. Totally. Uh, match and um, I've always wanted to go to Liverpool to watch a, a match at Anfield like dude unbelievable we, night games we gotta plan um, we gotta we gotta figure out a trip cause yeah we wanna go back I mean Blanca is I mean she lived in the UK and she lived in Manchester and in London um, so she's been around but I wanna go like for like a couple weeks yeah and take, I mean, like, just we were in London and when we were taking the train out to Newbury, Newbury Town, <laughs> um, Newbury Ports, it was like, it was 45 minutes to get out there from Paddington Station. And it was like an hour and 45 minutes to get to Cardiff, Wales. Like, 
I mean, it's just, and that was like, it's like two and a half hours to get to like Liverpool on yeah. a, a fast train. Yeah. And like the train going fast, man. Like it was like, I had on my Life 360 app on the phone, it was like 122 miles an hour. That's amazing. Just cruising. And I love it. Get there. there the public, <laughs> it's going to sound really corny and stupid. Hit it. But like the public transportation system there is like light years ahead of. Oh. I mean, obviously, probably not like Asia. Asia has a good oh, yeah. one as well, but yeah. all Europe. But it's just so nice to not... We didn't drive for a week. No. I'm kind of glad because they drive on the other side of the road, and it was really... Yeah. When you when you go across the street, yeah. you know, your natural instinct is to look left to see if cars are coming mm-hmm. closest to you. You have to look right because they're on the other side. There's a few times the oh. first couple of days where you almost plowed into a car because you look left like oh no one's coming you look right and you're like oh there's a big bus <laughs> a double-decker bus oh my gosh um yeah the transportation system in europe is yeah head and shoulders above yeah. the u.s like when we went from rome to naples we yeah. took a high-speed train yeah 45 minutes yeah amazing yeah and it cost all of like 40 40 euros and we yeah. sat in business class free wi-fi all that shit yeah i mean it's a little more expensive than the um, I think we paid to go to Newbury was like twenty three pounds. Nice, but the pound conversion is like it was about thirty bucks, I guess. But yeah, it yeah. was, I mean, the just taking the tube around, getting you anywhere is like great. You get in New York, they have the Metro card, and it's like this. Yeah, you get the. Um, Reload. But there you get yeah. well you get in London it's called Oyster it's like a hard plastic card mm, yeah 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 and you keep refilling it and it's just like a little fob that you tap on the thing to go That's in and out of the gate um, and people you can do it like from their phone like through Google yeah as well so yeah. I mean it's because last time I we went to New York you could do the transit system just using Apple Pay yeah and I was like oh so much better than having to buy a Metro card yeah yeah so I mean it's we're catching I mean, we're output. just we're just not used to that in Houston because yeah. of Everybody drives everywhere, but it was my, I mean, besides all the cool stuff we did and the football and seeing friends and family, I mean, it was all great, but just not having to drive for a week and walking and taking trains and the tube and like just in, in like not in the London one is the tube system is the maps are very good and self-explanatory. And often, we didn't really often wait for uh, a tube, like, at all. I mean, you walk down there, it's like, oh, we just missed that one. It's like, oh, one minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's just, it's I mean, there's delays, like, any transit, but um, it's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally just, the day Blanca went to meet a friend for lunch, I'm like, I was going to go up to Emirates to look at the stadium that yes. Arsenal plays in. I'm like, yeah. well... I saw Stanford Bridge. I saw Sellers Park. And I'm like, let me. I typed in Banksy, and I found like some locations where had some of his um, uh, graffiti art. Yes. And so I just plug in the address, you know, plug it in Google Maps, and it's like, take the Circle Line, get off at Liverpool Street, and then take um, the Northern Line or the Elizabeth, whatever. And it was just in the. My advice, if you, when you stay in London, 
book a hotel across the street from a tube station. Oh, yeah. It's just like we would... So easy. Our two hotels were just walk right out the front door and across the street to a tube. And it's just like... Yeah. You just hop right on and you're on your way. So it saves so much time. Yeah. I went and found some Banksies and took some pictures and nice. was then met up with her later that day. But it was like... It's just nice and easy. But it gets, I mean, in like any big city, it, yeah, living there is different. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> a little wearing, but the yeah. weather was cold. Um, but if you haven't been to London, like it's really fun, really cool city to go to. It's on the list. Yeah, I've only flown through Heathrow. I've yeah. been, I've been to Dublin. I have not been to London. It's on the list. Nice. Yeah. Um, you said Dublin made me think of a joke from uh, <laughs> from Hall Pass, but I can't say it in. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, Are you gonna... Irish? Because I can't say it. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, you the, flew back. So, the plane rides. Yeah. So. Did you fly economy? I think we're in economy plus. That's the way to go. Upgrade. Like, we are both have the automatic upgrade nice. stuff. Um, but... Yeah, it was nice because we had a seat in between us, so we just had an aisle oh. <laughs> to ourselves. But Poor man's first class. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing better. That's great. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I can put the armrest up. That's a Bilbert joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny because, like, it's eight hours and 40-minute flight uh, there, so we're direct. And I took, after the dinner came out, I took a... Like a Tylenol PM. I'm like, all right, I'm going to knock this out. I'm going to wake up. We're going to be on the runway. About 30 minutes into my sleep, the stewardess wakes me up because I needed to put on my seatbelt. Oh, my God. I didn't go back to sleep the entire time on the plane. So I was a mess the first day because we got there like 7 a.m. And, you know, by the time I got through customs and drop of the hotel the bags was like nine and then we walked around to like three. Oh yeah so yeah but it was dragging yeah. yeah but i on that i think it was only eight hours 40 minutes and i think uh like i watched the depotted so and uh i watched uh forgetting sarah marshall hmm. and i didn't watch interstellar on the way there because i was saving it for the way back because oh, yeah. it was a 10-hour flight and i wanted to stay up yeah so that's, that's a solid three hour knockout right there. Yeah. That was the first thing on the plane. Like I watched <laughs> and it was like on the way back and it was like, all right, seven hours to go. This is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just but, knocked out a third of this trip. Here we go. Yeah. But Interstellar is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely. It's like so freaking good. It's amazing. Yeah. And I only watch, uh, most of the time I watch it on planes. <laughs> yeah. When you got time, that's the that's the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I watched Interstellar, and I watched like two episodes of um, Slow Horses, oh, season two. Yeah, yeah, buddy. The first two episodes, and I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall again because that one I could. That one I put on and like played Sudoku on my phone, so I can just listen. You can zone to out it. to it because yeah. you can just listen to it, and you can already see what's going on in your mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, then uh, I saw that guy when I was in Hawaii, <laughs> and I didn't listen to his mixtape. Oh fuck! <laughs> I love Jonah Hill. He was so funny. Yeah. No, no, whatever. I can't sell you weed because I'm at work. No, Jeremy, I can't sure, sell you yeah. fucking weed right now because I'm at fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would love to sell you weed, but not when I'm at work. That's yeah, he's really good at that. And yeah. then I watched Get Out, uh, which oh yeah, when I got off the when I had to get out of the plane, there was still like five minutes left, so I had seen the exact ending, but I kind of get what it was really good. Um, I'm sure I watched something else, but because it was ten hour flight on the way back, but, yeah. Um. Oh, a bullet! I watched Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Way, that's too. right. That yeah. was fun to watch. It's on so. the list because it just dropped on Netflix or HBO or something. I just added it to my list the other day. It yeah. must be HBO. HBO. They have a lot of HBO movies yeah. on there. I think makes sense. But, yeah. But yeah, man, it was good. Good trip. Good plane rides. Um, Favorite part in Interstellar? Oh, that's a tough one. Wow. It's a long movie. There's really good parts to it. So There's two that jump out at me. I'm going to hear your, two, your, your number one first. So I'll give you two that popped in my head. Okay. One is the uh, Miller's Planet, mm-hmm. and we're coming off of Miller's Planet. So the whole sequence where it's not a mountain it's a way those are waves so good. and then when they get back and they realize they lost like 20 is it 21 years it's like 25 years or something like no, that yeah, yeah. that's a number that he used i think yeah, it's 21 yeah. or 23 and yeah. there's a lot of symbolism that the whole time dilation due to the gravitational yeah. forces near gargantua yeah. yeah that's what they call a black hole yeah it's so good <laughs> and and then just as the the when they get back to the ship and they're playing, he starts playing the messages yeah. from like the last 21 years. Yeah. And you're like, like I'm literally on the plane, like bawling. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not an emotional yeah. guy. And I'm like, <laughs> like, like, you know, it's just, it's just a great touching part. And then like, um, the whole, the whole scene where he's in the five dimensional, mm-hmm. the tesseract, the tesseract, yeah, and you're realizing that like he was leaving messages for his daughter, and yeah. you're like, he was leaving messages uh, for himself to fucking for, stay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. is yes, stay, and he's like, move, like fucking four D pretzel, amazing shit, yeah. yeah, it's just such a mind fuck of a movie, it's so brilliant, so original. It's yeah. so original. That's what I love about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, for me, uh, when they first go to, the, like, they're on their way and then entering into the wormhole. Yeah. Like, they pass by Saturn and their ship is, like, so small next to the rings. I love yeah. that yeah. Graf- all that graphic shit. And then they go into the wormhole. Nobody knows how the fuck that actually works, but I love it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then for me, it's got to be, um, the second one was got to be when he fell into the black hole. Yeah. And, like, she didn't know he was going. And then yeah. you just see him like he's like in the ship and then he ejects and shit. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and even there, like when he somehow spits out of the black hole and he's yeah. floating and floats by Saturn or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like they had rangers out there and they yeah. were just doing a pass. Like Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the moment that gets me to cry every time in that movie is when he gets back to Cooper Station and is he like for, like his daughter is there. Yeah. And he walks into the room and he like rounds the corner and she's an old woman. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, like, dude, that gets me every fucking time. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's just, it makes you think, like, 
would you make that sacrifice? Right. That or the choice that he made that he puts his family through. But if he didn't make that choice, they would have all died. Yeah. Or died sooner, or the planet could have been destroyed. Right. Um, and we still don't even really know what the planet is like back home. Right. We only see the Miller end. Station. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper, or Cooper yeah, Station. Yeah. 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 So, and it just the ending part gets me too, where he goes back into the ship and the. What's it? His daughter's telling his dying old daughter's like, yeah. like, yeah, she's like, go find her coop and she's like, on our new planet, yeah, alone, yeah, and she's on a planet that she can be without. I mean, that was just so cool. It's like she's got her stations up, but she was on, um, I think she was on um, Wolf Edmund's planet. The guy she like the guy the, she loved, and and if. You know, that's another choice point. If they would have just went there, yeah. then it's like... Like, the two, like we were talking offline, yeah. the two things that transcend time yeah. and space yeah. is gravity and love. Yeah. And she was like, I want to go to Edmund's planet. And they were like, because yeah. you love him. And she's like, yeah, but yeah. I just feel it. Like, yeah. so yeah. good. That movie is so multi-layered. Yeah. So good. I almost watched Inception afterwards, but I'm like, I can't fuck <laughs> no, my brain up no, that dude. much, dude. Like, Inception is a mind fuck. I can't watch that. That's yeah. where, I think after Interstellar... I'm, if I didn't watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall, it was another comedy because, <laughs> yeah. like, there's no way I could have processed um, something after that. Yeah. So that's, that's like the time I watched Schindler's List and Sophie's Choice in the same night, <laughs> back to back, just really guilty watching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, the end of Interstellar, because this is yeah. the question I was going to ask you that yeah. I saved. Um, we remember we didn't even talk about Matt Damon was in that fucking movie, yeah. like unbelievable. playing his character from The Martian. Yeah, <laughs> it pretty much. Yeah, um, he said, you know, right before you die, the last thing you see is your children. Yeah, and so there's the theory that McConaughey actually dies or is dying while he falls into the black hole because he sees his children. Yeah, his daughter, and then like that's it. Do you take in because like every Jonathan Nolan movie is or Christopher Nolan movie is, like, got that twist, like, Inception, where the dreidel is still spinning yeah. at the top, yeah. and it's still going, and you're like, oh, fuck, is he still in in, yeah. in his dream? Like, Yeah. It's, well, is this all a dream? Yeah. Like, is, is he just seeing this as he's dying? Yeah. Do they ever... I mean, that's, that's a great question. Like, and that's... I mean, that's another part where I, like, you know, because you think, and going back to the children point of, and having children, it's like, that's but that also is why McConaughey keeps fighting when he's fighting with Matt Damon and yeah. he cracks his face mass and you know all that because he's thinking about his children so yeah um or you fight you know you've tried to fight and stay alive for the people you love so yeah it's all about it's a it's just all about love but yeah yeah I don't know I mean that's <laughs> everything that he does could mean something else totally. so yeah. I mean, I'd love to read an interview if he, if there's one out there where he explains Interstellar, because I don't even think he can explain it. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. But <laughs> it's a, but yeah, it's just it's it's a great point. I mean, I don't personally think it's a dream unless he would have dreamed up the whole. Once he left to yeah. go explore, going after yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember her character's name, but yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, and the other the other scene that we didn't mention that I will watch over and over again on YouTube is after 
uh, uh, Matt Damon, uh, like, commandeers the ship, and he's, like, trying to dock, and he's, like, giving this monologue, and he, like, gets sucked out because, like, he fucks it up. And then, like, Matthew McConaughey's like, okay, I got to dock this fucking thing. And then that organ music starts playing. Yeah. That shit gets me every time. The organ music is great, and he's spinning, and... Yeah. Um, yeah, the whole, that whole scene is great, because, like, Matt Damon's like, I've been in cryo sleep, I've been down for a long nap, and this is my only way. But, I mean, I don't understand why, I mean, it, couldn't Matt Damon just have went back with them? I mean, did he have to, like, try to maroon everybody else there and make it back? I think because he knew McConaughey was going to take resources and fucking leave. McConaughey was like, I want to get back to my kids. Yeah. And of course, Matt Damon's like, I don't have kids. Yeah. Um, like, I'm all about the mission. Yeah. It's like, it, that's the cool part. Of, it's another layer of the movie, yeah, right? Yeah. It's the good and the bad in humanity. Like, yeah. The extreme great and the extreme worst. And Matt Damon was like, fuck them. Yeah. I'm going all out. But then again, like, I mean, one could argue too, like, well, Matt Damon is obviously the villain character in some regards to dr brand because he knew he never figured out his equation and he sent the mission was to find a home and not save the planet to get to continue the species not about bringing people back but yeah Yeah. that's but see that's the the layer of the movie is how bad were they considering they were making the ultimate sacrifice of lying and yeah they knew people were going to die so it's a last ditch and that's the thing they're taking the brain that they probably won't come back yeah but their sacrifice will help humanity survive. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's really everybody can be seen as the hero or the villain yeah. or how much of it is their own self-interest. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, whew. yeah. Yeah. We just rattle on a solid 10 minutes about interstellar. <laughs> such a great movie. Yeah. Well, now we can, before we talk white Lotus, because we'll wrap it up with White Lotus, but you're um, we start watching Slow Horses. Yep, season two. Season two, so we both watched first three episodes. What do you think? I love it. It's great, huh? It's so good. It's such a banger. Yeah. To talk about a British show, but um, uh, it, I think it's just as good as the first season. Yeah. Like the show opens with that guy dying, and you don't know who he's following, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, heart attack," and I love that Lamb is just like, "Nah." bullshit he's so good he's so good and then it's just all about like chasing the guy and this whole thing with the russians and how they're gonna get tavina to meet with this russian oligarchy guy who could be president one day yeah and uh, poor min gets bumped off yeah and lamb again is just like nah yeah not buying it yeah you can just tell when he's at the accident he sees the woman he's like nah yeah i already know yeah yeah and then they they had like, here's the the fake story we're giving everybody, but here's who she really is, and it's like you're like, whoa, all right. Like yeah. he like goes into a laundromat to meet a contact, and it's just like uh, Lamb has never done laundry in his life. Yeah, <laughs> four quid. Aren't you gonna put soap in there? Yeah. No, nah, they just need a good rinse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the new characters uh, so far? Um. New character, uh, there's the one um, woman who works now yeah. at uh, Slough House. House that like sits across from, what's his, 
the the hacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is his name Ho? I can't remember. I forget his name. Yeah, but um, she's pretty good. I think it'll be a nice balance to to River. Yeah. But. And then and then the new guy that doesn't have a desk yet. Are you hot desking it? <laughs> oh yeah, that guy uh, that yeah. And then he was he, like, "Can I print something?" And <laughs> the woman was like, "Yeah, fine." Well, I'm interested to see. I'm, I'm thinking like it's too much white lotusy going on in my head because yeah, I'm like, yeah. is this guy like is is he working with the Russians? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got to take a call. Yeah. Uh, and then oh, I got gambling problems. Yeah. And it's like I thought the same thing when he was like, oh, hold on a second, I got to yeah. take this. I and they're like, just oh, all this, like, this motherfucker's dead cool. We it. just kill. We just fucking vodka to death, uh, men. Uh, Harper, yeah. Harper, and then but, put him on a bike. Yeah. yeah, and then like now, like we got this new guy in here, and he's like, "Hey guys, bear with me one second. I got to step out of screen to take this call." But they're like, "Oh, cool! Like, yeah, we just trust this guy." Yeah. So I'm thinking he's some yeah. Russian operative as well, but that may be thinking too much. I got, uh, yeah, it's, I, I did the same thing, and I realized it's too much Mike White <laughs> in my brain. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. nah, nah. You've it's too been, straightforward. This guy's definitely in on it. This guy's working with Greg and Quint. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great transition to White Lotus because yeah. we're wrapping up. This was a penultimate episode called yep. Abduction. Yeah, season two, episode six. Yep. Um, this Sunday is the finale, so can't wait. It's gonna be wild. It's called Arrivederci. Yeah. What do you think of abduction? Dude, every episode of the show just gets better and better. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, there's all the different segments of the show between Harper and, and Ethan and Cameron and Daphne who are just openly like, oh, yeah, did you did yeah. you get into trouble? Yeah. She's like, maybe. Better not have gotten too much trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how much of that is, like, the relationship and how much of that is just to fuck people over? Yeah. Because I think, anyways. Um, yeah, and then you've got uh, Lucia and Albi. Yeah. Who are hanging out with They're, the rest of the DeGrasso clan. They keep starting the episodes with them boning every week now. <laughs> so. Um, um, yes, we've got our we got our storylines. They, they enhanced um, Valentina's a little bit more. That was a good. Yeah, they did. Oh. It's never good in White Lotus when the concierge or the hotel manager decides to go drink at the hotel bar. After watching that season one, yeah. Armand is like sober. He's he like goes out of the bar. And he's like, yeah, tequila double straight up. Well, at least we know Valentina survives because true, she makes it to the end. Yeah, we gotta have a little Ooh. theory corner at the end because. Um, what if old Mike White's pulling a fast one on us? What if that's like the like the first fifteen minutes of that episode? And then, like, somebody else dies at the very end of the fucking episode. It's all a misdirection. So, let's save our theories for yeah, the yeah, end, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I have kind of a thought, and I think we're all being red herringed over here. True. Um, but, yeah, so, I was kind of in a haze watching last night, um, but I think I got the grasp of the episode. So we have our, you know, different separate storylines. So what do you want to talk about first? The My Three Sons quest yeah. to 
uh, Aquafina or whatever <laughs> there, Del Aqua Vista, Del, Del Boca Del Vista. <laughs> yeah, what's what's phase, phase three of the Del Boca? Wait, Vista. I want to save the Tanya to the end. Oh, but, so yeah, that's the best part. Yeah, yeah. So you know, quick little piece on on uh, Bert, Dominic, and Albie. So they they're going off to uh I forget the first part of it the city where their family's from yeah on a day trip and want to meet some kin yeah I can relate Albie yeah you did the whole kin yeah. tour just didn't talk to anybody Coro yeah, yeah nice um but they oh Albie well, has a translator who wants to bring along I love how like Dominic is so like, oh, I thought you meant somebody from the hotel. Yeah. Like, dude, you know better. Yeah, I mean, who's the only Italian hooker that he's been talking yeah. to? And yeah. like, he, I he get brought it. the piano player Giuseppe. That's who we fucking <laughs> brought Dominic. Yeah. And that's a little awkward. And then you have Alessio following them. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that before they left, Lucia talked to the fucking valet. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he's a brother of a guy, a friend I yeah. know, or whatever. And it's just like, all right, there's more going on here. Yeah, I think she told... I th- it's... The whole Alessio thing, you know, so like you said, they talked to... She talks to Valet, and then Alessio and another guy are in the car following him, and they pull over and talk and have a heated thing, and of course all three guys get out and... You can't go with them. Yeah. Yeah. And but she ends up going with them, and they're all, like, "All of the Dominic's like, we could take them. Yeah, we got, we could handle." And Albie, it's funny because Bert's sitting in the car, like <laughs> yeah. a little confused. Yeah. Dominic and Albie get out, and Dominic's like, "We could take them." And then Albie's like, "We need to de-escalate the situation." <laughs> it's like, "Fuck you, Albie." Fuck off, Albie. She's throwing blows. The dude's yeah. putting hands on her for real. And but you know she goes with them, and they lose the translator, right? Yeah. But why would you continue your journey at that point? Yeah, they none of them speak fluent Italian. No. They're going to go try to reconnect with all these people that obviously aren't going to speak English. Go back and, to the hotel, uh, pick up Valentina, and yeah. let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but I, I think this whole, I don't think he's a pimp. I think it's all, you yeah. know, in the first episode of the show, and they're walk. Mia and Lucia are walking down the street, and she's like, "Ciao, Alessio." Like, they're just like friends right and yeah. i think this is a whole i think the theme i mean we talk about the season it's like the have-nots are trying to get money out of the haves mm-hmm. and so as we'll talk about later with the other couples mm-hmm. arcs i think it's all and it's all a scheme this fake pimp thing to yeah. get because even later when they get back, Albie and she comes to Albie's room and then they're on the rocks under the moonlight talking and she's like, I just need money to pay him. And it's like his dipshit ass is going to give her a bunch of money or just tell me where to sign. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. I go to a bank with you. We yeah. get euros. Yeah. We get many euros. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, I mean that the boys continue on to their journey, and they go to this little town where there's nothing going on. Yeah, they but they do manage to talk to an old couple, which 
and gives them the address of the um, Degrassi family that still lives there as house. So weird. But I guess the people that give them that talk English, but the when they go to the house, and I love it just like, Hey, we're rich Americans. We can do whatever they want. Like, Just let's go see. Like, yeah. yeah. And let's go. Let's go into the house. It's like, um, you know, people live there, right? Like, yeah, it's not. Y'all share the last name, but don't know each other. But it was yeah. just three old ladies. Like, <laughs> I love how Bert walks up and he's like, Degrassi. Familia. And it's just like, dude, <laughs> fuck, man. He's so. But it, that's his fantasy, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. he's living this dream. And they even talk about why they're pulled over on the road, like, or at some point in town, they're like, oh, so-and-so went back and finished, uh, or to see their own. And they, like, ended up having dinner and this, this big, you know, they were all the cousins. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like this it's, yeah, like, yeah. vision. And I think, like, Bert's vision, Bert's in this fantasy that he's going to have this big, because he, like, you know, his wife is gone and he wasn't like, I'm assuming that he pushed away or by his actions, his family as well. Yeah. Like the dad is doing like Imperial is doing right. Dominic. Mm -hmm. So his like, Oh, I'm going to have this new family now. I'll finally have somebody I can connect with to some degree. Yeah. And it's just like immediately squashed and you can, like his whole kind of he's just down like I think after that like he has this expectation this fantasy of what it's going to be and it's not after after the old lady's like get the hell out of here yeah. in Italian but yeah I throw this artichoke at your head <laughs> yeah. and the two women like, like work in the front porch are just like yeah go in yeah. and say hey to yeah, you can uh, say she's going to stab you yeah I was just like jeez dude that was weird but yeah, it's just his whole fantasy of like a reuniting of like the Corleones, yeah, like is just not going to happen because I think it's also like I think that lady probably was a little dementia, yeah, to some degree. So I, like something's happening with Bert, and I think that's what he sees. Like he knows he's getting old at that point, and he's getting dude guys falling all over the place. But yeah, on the drive back, he's just like super depressed. Yeah, There's and then I mean, left. you know, and then I mean to. We talked about Albie, and then we don't know what Dominic does when they get back, but Bert's at the bar watching Mia perform. And mm. I th- like that's his positive of the day. Like, he's like just appreciating. <laughs> but he's saying, like, you're way better than the, la- you know, <laughs> the other guy. I'm glad you're. <laughs> yeah. But he's back to though. But he's. It's almost like he doesn't learn. He's back to flirting. With me, mask is or, back on. Like he's not vulnerable for the most part anymore. Yeah. yeah. But I have a theory with Bert that okay. we'll talk about at the end. Okay. Any thoughts on the the family trip? No, I just think it just shows the further divide. Other than the fact that like Tomic and Albie both were willing to kick some random dudes' yeah. ass for this chick. Like this. Yeah. Like they could bond over that. If they wanted to, but well, no, and that I think it's that's, just going to drive a further wedge between them. I think that's a great point, and I think that's like their connection. Uh, and I think it's going to drive a further bond or further divide. Yeah, in the the season finale. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but I think it's like 
you see the difference between like with Albie and Dominic, there is that sense of defending the woman in distress. Yeah. And then Bert is I he's concerned, but he's also like not getting out of the car and maybe until more. the very end when she's like yeah. getting in the car, he's, yeah. he like gets out and he's yeah. like, Don't go with them. Yeah. And she's and just like I can't. Is I can't it not. the concussion or is it like his generation is like, yeah, it's like that's another guy's property. Like we don't need to get involved with uh, pretty much. Yeah. You know, that's, like, that's not our business. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So more thoughts on Bert and that as we go into our kind of prediction section at the end. Yep. Uh, and then we got the quadro. Uh, the four way. The four way. Mm-hmm. Ethan, Harper, Harper, Cameron, and Daphne, and they're all hanging out, having a good time. I just love like they go like I mean, just start start from the beginning. It's Ethan's like sleeping in the chair, sitting in the chair, and Harper is like, "What?" You know, and and he just. He's so he's losing his shit the last yeah, two episodes like really bad. Yeah. And and it's funny because it's like I, I you almost see and I'm gonna make you know a stupid comparison here, but like Ethan has this, you know, they're talking and he's like, Why don't you just tell me? Like we never lie to each other. We always tell the truth. And like, no bro, like you haven't been telling the truth and you guys are obviously lying to each other about how you feel about each other yeah but like it's almost like so i'm gonna the tech nerd who becomes like super rich and famous i'm Mm -hmm. comparing to like elon musk and what's going on at twitter sure it's like when you're a narcissist or in your you've become something now of importance and it gets to your head and it's kind of made where his mindset is like, look, I I'm telling you the truth and I did nothing wrong. Like what's your problem? And it's kind of annoying to me. Yeah. And obviously to Aubrey Plaza is like, Oh, you didn't say you had hookers in the room until you pull right it out of you. And now you're like, <laughs> you know, it's all Cameron. And then later in the episode, you see, he see, she sees him talking to the hookers. Yeah, he went for a run, and, and then Lucia, yeah. and you're like, you owe us fucking money. And he's like, I'll yeah. get it, I'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what? It's he, like, Cameron didn't pay you? Like, yeah, like he has no idea. Like, yeah. it's this, he has like this naive in- innocence to him, right? And yeah. every time Harper confronts him, like something else like falls to the truth. It's yeah. like nothing happened. Well, now that you have proof, okay. Yeah. These whores it was like, here. why were you talking to the hookers? And yeah. It's like, and it was like, oh, it was Cameron only. I had nothing to do with yeah. that. Oh, hey, I saw you talking to the hookers. What's going on? Like, yeah. everything is like building up in her mind. And then, but and he's like, he doesn't have an answer for that now because no. he doesn't want to say like, well, Cameron didn't pay him and now like, they're asking me for 1,300 euros. He's like, can we talk about this later? Like, because Daphne yeah, and Cameron, right can, yeah. yeah. And they, can, can we not talk about how Cameron's a whore in front of his wife? <laughs> and then they go down to the beach, right? And Daphne is trying to get them 
massage, but she can only get one, so she leaves. You take it. You've got you've got kids to get back yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a trainer's kid and then Cameron's kid. Um, but yeah, she's like, um, you know, she goes to the massage and then Cameron's like, "Oh, I'm gonna drink." Ethan, you wanna come with me? And he's like, "No, I'm good." And fucking Harper's like, "I'll go." Yeah, and like she's just. Yeah, after he like he like pulls Cameron Cameron aside before they sit down, and he's yeah. like, "Cameron, you gotta fucking tell her something," because like I'm in the doghouse yeah. right now. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, "Bro, chill the fuck out." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, okay, I'll talk to her." And then she like they like go get a drink, and they are gone way too long at the bar, chilling, having a good time. Yeah, I mean, and Cameron's watching, and he's like getting more and more, yeah, and yeah, I mean, Ethan getting more and more freaked out, and you know, I mean, all concern, all rights to be concerned based on what we know about their history and how anybody that he ever liked Cameron, you know, made a move. It's a, what it was a term that they used, uh, mimetic desire. Yeah. Mimetic desire. And so then Ethan like, all right, I'm pissed. I'm going to go for a swim. And then he goes back and they're gone. Yeah. And so, you know, he's going, walking, he's calling and she's not answering. And, uh, he goes back to the room and the, little barriers up on the door. Yeah, the little yeah. handle thing at the yeah. top. Yeah. And he's like he's like, "Yo, who's in there? Why is it taking so long?" Yeah. And then she like pops she's out. like, "What?" I was I was getting my I was getting my hat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like and then he's looking why's, around the room. Why is this door open? The yeah. door connecting the room like her side is open. Yeah. And you know, and Ethan later on in the in the episode like visualizes what he thinks happened while he's sitting on the bed. And it's very vivid that that could possibly happen. I think it's all, I think Aubrey Paz is just doing that on purpose just to fuck with him. Just gaslighting the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you think? I mean, do you think that Cameron and her were doing something when Ethan interrupted? I've got two avenues that I want to take on that. One, yes. Uh Uh-huh. And it gets way out of hand. Yeah. And like, what happened? You know, what we think is going to happen is going to happen in the finale with Cameron and Ethan. Yeah. And or two, they didn't, and she's just gaslighting him, and may or may not have Cameron's help to like teach him a lesson. Yeah. And then it still gets out of hand, and what we think is going to happen happens yeah. in the finale between Ethan and Cameron. Yeah, I think, and that's what I think it's number two because I don't. She's been disgusted by Cameron this whole trip. For her to just all of a sudden be like, "Yeah, I'll fuck this guy." But but then again, in this episode when they're talking to bed, she's like, "I'm too young to be this old." Yeah, and like they're not they attracted to each other. Yeah. They don't have sex with each other. And Ethan would rather jerk at the porn while she's at breakfast. Can't wait fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, they have that whole discussion about like they're not attracted to each other, and he's like, "But I love you." And she's like, "Ugh, that's depressing." And he's like, "I love you." It's depressing. <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. But it's almost like whenever it's almost, you know, like just by him saying I love you is like he's not answering the question. No. Like obviously we know they love each other, right? Yeah. But if he's not uh if he's not Is that present in the relationship? Yeah. And he's not a I mean he should be 
like even if it gets old and repetitive, you should be like, oh, you look beautiful or like, I mean, there's ways to show your love and affection and your appreciation, but it's just like he loves her, I think, but. Sure, they've been together forever. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, Cameron and Daphne, like, are, like, fucking around on each other, and they still are, like, all over each other in bed. I love it. It's just, like... Hilarious. It's almost like... I mean, this show's very about transactional relationships, right? So, you know, I mean, there's different versions of transactional. You've got the hookers, male and female, um, Hmm. and you got, um, like, couples, right? The trans... Like, Cameron and Daphne, it's like... She goes shopping when she's mad at him. She's, they're married and they're living this life, but she's, they're both still fucking around on each other. Get yourself a trainer. Yeah. yeah. So that's all, you know, I mean, and there's something, almost something more pure about like the transactional nature of relationships versus like love or easy, more easily explainable. Yeah. And just going even there, like I think we were talking about Christopher Nolan and inception and, uh, interstellar and you know, the theme of love and gravity, but the love part of it, like Christopher Nolan's almost like a romantic and, but Mike White is almost a cynic. Yeah. Like, he doesn't believe that there's real love, that yeah. it's, everything is transactional. Totally. And that this class of people operate on transactions and that they have the, not don't have the capability for love. And I think that's what especially, I think in every season, or there's only been two, but the, I mean, none a, of the characters there yeah. show any real true love towards another person. No. And I would almost say Cameron and Daphne do, but it's more of like a lustful game than yeah, like a love situation. Yeah, the only like the only like weird caveat or like asterisk to that is after Steve Zahn tackles Kai. Yeah, and like then like he and his wife have like rekindled this thing. Yeah, but how long is that going to last? It, the yeah. cynical Mike White in me is like, yeah, how long yeah. is that going to? It's last? just that excitement at that point yeah. that makes it new Saved again. Me. Yeah, yeah. For, but well, that guy wasn't going to do shit. <laughs> once that wears off, then where are you at? Yeah. Right. You're so back to her worrying about if the room is functional. And, and as and we see, once shit. things wear off in this, let's see what happens with Portia once. Yeah. <laughs> once the oh. <laughs> once everything wears off. Yeah, that, that's a nice transactional fuck uh, up. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I think I think. Uh, but yeah, so the couples, right? Yeah. So it's all transactional, and it's like. Ethan and Harper have this new dynamic. Now they have money, right? Oh, well, I don't want to get the fish. It's too fishy. Right? Let's split the garden salad. Like, they're living this, like, they're still in this old phase, and now they have money, right? And they haven't figured out, like, how to operate in this relationship, especially when they compare themselves to, like, Cameron and Daphne. But, and I think this is, like, and this is why I'm kind of skeptical about something actually happen and we'll talk more about this at the end but Mm -hmm. with any of these couples because if season one proves any point like the whole time um alex daddario is like disgusted by her husband and like shane shane so good uh 
about just like what everything that we've seen, why would she marry him? And it's money and it yeah. The transactional side and she money, 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 she's money. questioning this on the honeymoon, like, what did I do? I did this wrong. Yep. And then leaves him in the thing, but guess what? At the airport, right back. She's right back. Her. Yep. So I think that's kind of the thing where we're going to end up. And I think Daphne is the only one in the show that real. She's like an enigma wrapped inside a riddle, wrapped inside a genius. Yeah. And I think she's like. She understands what this game is and is perfectly cool with it and just knows what she bought in for and just is having the time of her life. Yeah. Where everybody else is struggling with the game or not believing that it exists. And so, uh, did we miss anything on uh, Cameron Daphne Harper? I mean, we. Ethan's freaking out, thinking that. Yeah, like Harper, like Harper comes out of her room and with Ethan, and they're like, "Just go down to the beach." And then like Cameron like pops out, he's like, "Got my book." Yeah. It's like, wait, does this guy even know how to? Read? And he like Let's jumps, yeah, he jumps in like between them, like he's walking <laughs> between them. It's like, um, yeah, it's uh. Dude, like, deep inside of me, I'm just like, just get away from these people, man. Yeah. Just fuck them. But yeah. it's not how it works. No. Yeah. Um, They're paying for the whole trip. You can't just fucking leave. Yeah. It's too insulting. Any other thoughts on them? I mean, I think next week's going to be interesting, so we can talk about that I'll, in theory. I'll save that for my theory corner. Yeah. yeah. And then my favorite, which this arc at the beginning of the... The first couple episodes of the the show the season were like were some of the weakest, and now it's like by far and away the the strongest best. part, yeah. the best part of the the season. It's the but, part I keep coming, I keep waiting yeah. for. Like, all right, let's, let's just get the yeah. Tanya. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah. and I love the like the Dominic, Lucia, Albi, all that, but like that's number three in the oh yeah the triarchy right now for sure. Because I mean, number one. Is Tanya and Porsche's great big Palermo cocaine fueled (laughs) Monica Vitti, fucking Italian opera and butterfly. Yeah, this hanging with the Queen of Sins. You know she dies. (laughs) (laughs) Marcus did. Yeah, he and I were talking. I was like, "Yeah, Chuck's back in town. He watched White Lotus. He got to text him." Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree. It started off the weaker plot. Yeah, with it just being heavy on Tanya. Yeah, and Greg is there, and it's like all awkward and yeah. shit. And oh, he's cheating on her. And now it's like the ringer of the show. It's like, all right, this is this is why I watch White Lotus. Here yeah, we go. yeah. And it's definitely much more heavy than the first season. Like yeah. serious shit consequences. Well, other than Armand, is Diego. there? I mean, that's the thing. Is there serious consequences? Right. That's the only thing that I question is part of me doesn't think there are serious consequences because I think Mike White's, and this is what we'll talk about kind of in the theory corner mm-hmm. too on mm-hmm. my end, is like, is there going to be serious consequences? Because based on the first season, 
Mike White is saying these people have no consequences. True. They do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And guess who ends up dead? The poor person yeah, the is the yeah. concierge at the hotel. Yeah. So. Oh, which, speaking of which, we were talking about how the end of the last episode where Jack and Quint are just going at it yeah. and how that might be the most graphic. Don't forget in the first season, like, Armand is eating that dude's ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking yeah. to Marcus. I was like, that's a, that's yeah, a dead, him and dead Dylan, number two. Yeah. Dylan are going at it there. That's true. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Oh, I think... Um, yeah, so we have like they're still in Palermo. Yeah. Um shouldn't Greg be back by now? Just saying. He was only supposed to be gone for like two days. How many days have we gone through now? Spoiler alert, Greg never left. Boom. He's in Palermo. He's been hanging out in Palermo. So that that's what I think. Um or I don't think he went actually he may have gone back to Denver. Because he needed to be in Denver to prove like he wasn't around when whatever's gonna happen. Yeah, the alibi and but um yeah it <laughs> We start off with Tanya and and Porsche at breakfast. Yep. And I was kind of wondering if Porsche uh, Tanya was gonna tell Porsche what she saw and she doesn't. It's just like would you pass the bacon? Oh, by the way, yeah. I saw Jack fucking Quint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she's like, you may want to rethink, like, Jack. Just be careful with him. Yeah, be careful with Jack. I just uh, love him. I don't think squinting. he's as... Uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't... <laughs> I see a lot of myself in you. She goes, I don't think uh, Quint's his uncle. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, why do you say that? Just a hunch. Just a hunch. Like, and you're like, because like, uh, I saw him butt fucking him last yeah, night. Like, yeah. I mean, were you having ambient hallucins, hallucinations? Like, what's going on, Tanya? Like, yeah. Oh, didn't they say that in there? Or something like, because she says she heard a lot of noises with Quint. Yeah. Like, she was talking to Quint. Or yeah. Quint came into breakfast yeah. and she was like, he's like, how did you sleep? And she's like, not great. Yeah. I heard a lot of strange noises last <laughs> night. And he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> just dismisses her. But yeah, it's interesting to see Tanya giving life advice to Portia, and oh. I think. But it it goes to show that kind of Tanya knows what she is, and that she's trying to. In her, she could have done a lot better of steering Portia in the right direction, like telling her that Jack's like a hired prostitute. And hey, I've called the town car. We're getting the fuck out of here because I saw Jack fucking well, quitting last night. And that goes, that's the whole point of it. Monica and Tanya is so. Monica Vitti. Monica Vitti <laughs> is, she's so. Oh, she's about herself. Yeah. That instead of saying, hey, we got to get, like, we got to get out of here. And Jack was giving it to Quint and. There's something going on. Let's let's head back. She's like, "Well, I'm hanging around a bunch of rich people, and we're having a good time. Fuck Portia. Like she can figure it out on her. Yeah. I'll give her a little bit of advice, but I'm not going to tell her. Yeah. And it's all out of her own sense of you know her self satisfaction. I don't want to ruin my thing with my new friends. Yeah. Like this is a good thing for me. Like these people after Greg and I just it just hit me like Greg was so nice to her in the first season. Yeah. Other than blowing her off. Yeah. Frequently. Like, he yeah. taught, he treated her like shit. 
in the first two episodes. Yeah. Like, oh, how do you expect to lose weight if you eat all five macaroons? Yeah. And she's like, I only ate three because she found the other two. He's like, cool. See, I told you. Yeah. Like, he's like seriously been treating her like shit so that Quint comes in, in my my mind, and is like really nice to her. But yeah, she doesn't want to lose a good thing because she's got this great companionship. So what if he fucks this? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, she's. While Greg tries to give her that day of Monica Vitti and the whole tour, Quint, it's someone who's on her level or has the impression of on the level because they have the Palazzo and all this that can give her um, like the not emotional, but the visceral satisfaction where you know she doesn't need a man for or a husband for that part and so she i mean later on we see she gets a physical satisfaction by the male prostitute that uh quint hires for to escort her nicolo nicolo so yeah they have you know the 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 crux of this is they're having a party in her honor or that's the way they frame it and Jack's mission is to get Portia away. Away. And it makes sense now that Greg is like, you brought your fucking assistant, like, in episode yeah. one. Yeah. Like now he's making bring a honey trap in. He's making a big deal. And so now they've got to add, you know, Jack in the equation to get Tanya out of the picture. Yep. And yeah, to, yeah, to get Portia out of the picture. Yeah. So, yeah. And Portia. Oh, Jack and Portia go on another Italian adventure. And it's no Roman holiday. No, like Portia's realizing that her Italian dreams like are now being dashed by this dim witted guy from Essex and like who has no hopes and dreams. It's more of a Millwall Roman holiday, like <laughs> rough again yeah it's like it's just like she's like do you have any goals and he's like i don't know what he said but all i can imagine he's probably said something like getting pissed i mean yeah yeah i'll get pissed like he i mean the interesting part was he kind of at the beginning is he talks like you know we only like we live in the greatest Time. I mean, it was interesting because he starts off and he's like, "Spot on analysis." Yeah, we live in the greatest. Like, what do we have to complain about? You want to live think, in the Middle Ages where people just get fucking hacked to bits? Yeah, yeah. In we live in the greatest time and the greatest planet, and he has a great point because I think about this whenever we complain about our first world problems and we're going on Twitter to say like this political thing was rigged or mm-hmm. this was you know gaslighted or this was this and it's like guys we have no oppression like we live in the great what are we complaining about yeah and then but then he has no he's just enjoying it like hey we live in the greatest time i'm just gonna get pissed and uh enjoy life he's a hired hand yeah he's getting paid to do what he what he loves yeah yeah and so they just go on this drunken um, 
walkabout. Which is hilarious because he's, he's like, hey, let's go have some Peronis and hang out by the beach. And she's like, yeah. yeah. Like the first shot you see of them sitting by the water, he's drinking a fucking Budweiser. Yeah, they're it's just... Like, <laughs> it's not even Peronis, man. Like <laughs> They're not even on the beach. He's yeah. having Budweiser. Yeah. Uh, and then they're just going like, she wants to go back to get ready for the party. And he's like, no, let's, let's get a hotel room here. And... Um, or, I mean, just even him drunk wandering, yelling through the street, and she's realizing, what He's the doing, hell like, am I doing? football chants. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, she's like, I'm with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. It's, re- yeah, the facade is really worn off on her. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do like, because he talks about at one point, whether at the beach, like, He's like, sometimes you just have to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. In order to get ahead in life. And she's like, that's not right. And it's like. You're literally on a trip stuck in your room in yeah. Italy for, like, the first three days yeah. of this show. Yeah. Don't talk about doing and, shit you don't want to do. And that's the thing. I think it's showing, like, that the people at the bottom, the people that need to be dug out of a hole, the people that don't have the money, they're literally doing everything that they don't want to do to get out of the hole. Yeah. While Tanya, who has all the money in the world, doesn't have to dig out a hole and they can just throw money at these people to to get them to do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, there's and no just, real happiness. Like, yeah. whether or not you have money or you don't, life yeah. fucking sucks. And I like Jack's yeah. point of view. He's just like, I'm just living day to day. Well, that's like, to me, Mike White's interpretation is like, love and happiness is all bullshit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have money or you don't have money. Yeah. Uh, Nothing changes about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so good. it's just one gets to live a little better than the other. Do they? <laughs> Tanya with her eyes wide shut party. <laughs> I expected more of a, like a roasting pig ceremony, but yeah, no. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess we got to combine this cause I can't just jump straight to the hotel room, but I guess we get like mm. Portia and Jack at a hotel room cause he's too pissed to drive back. Yeah. He's like, nah, fuck and, that. Fuck the party. Let's yeah. not go back. And yeah. he just gets wasted. And then he just spills the beans that, yeah. like, he was in a deep fucking hole, mate. Like, and he doesn't go into detail, but basically tells her that he's, that Quinn is his uncle. Yeah. And that he was in a deep, he helped deep, him out. deep hole. Yeah. And that they're basically playing tanya right yeah but he's about to come into a, a, a lot of money yeah yeah, yeah. he's gonna he's he's he shares quint, with all of his friends that's yeah. what he's about to do yeah he's quint, coming into a bunch of money yeah quint is like not rich or rich as he think he's about to come in a lot of money from <laughs> we think tanya yeah well i think that's or greg yeah via somebody tanya. yeah yeah and then that takes us to tanya at her party and Quint's got a big Italian stallion for Nic- Niccolo. Niccolo. And uh, then... <laughs> he's uh, he's affiliated with a great family of Sicily. He's yeah. in the mafia? mafia. We, we don't say we don't mafia say in Palermo. Yeah. And then <laughs> we meet him and it's like, they're doing cocaine. God. And then... <laughs> him and Matteo and... Yeah. And, and Quint, they're like, they're out of cocaine and like, do you have more cocaine in your cocaine bag? Yeah. Oh my god. It's great. And she's yeah. like digging in the bag oh. and Oh, here's this gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a gun. That's like, way too much of a red herring in my opinion. Yeah. It's way too obvious. Uh, that's like we'll we'll trudge through this yeah. and then we'll get our prediction stuff. But yeah. like yeah, they 
you know, just more cocaine, and then... She's, like, dancing, having a good time, yeah. and then she starts coming down, and she's like, oh, I'll take another couple but, of lines. Yeah, and then they go in... I think she's in a room with that guy, with Nicola, and she sees a picture of, like, Quint, a young Quint with a young cowboy that is Greg. Yeah. And I don't know, in her cocaine haze, she doesn't realize it's him, or she's like, am I seeing things? But... That's what I wonder. Is she just, like, seeing what she wants to see? Like, it's probably not... Like, you see... Like, she sees the photo the next day. We don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah. And it's not Greg. But, anyways. Yeah, she, like, goes in with Niccolo, and he's like, wait here a minute. Which is never good. Yeah. Because she, like, walks into the bedroom, which I'm guessing is Tom Hollander's quince. And then, like, Niccolo comes out with his fucking salami swinging. What? In that is Quint's bedroom or yeah. the bedroom where Jack was railing him because <laughs> I was listening to something I went back and watched. So, so good. Uh, so and good. the pic there's a picture on a wall, I think, with a lady or a queen. Yeah. And apparently a lady crying. And apparently in last episode or when Jack was railing Quint, it was a lady and then in this episode she had a knife in her hand. Like the yeah. picture was different. So uh, Jackie caught that too, yeah. And it's like, but it's Mike White, like, right? So it's not like a dream sequence because he doesn't do all this, like, stuff like this is, I think, really what's going on. But it could be just you're supposed to see a distorted view, kind of go back to your picture because yeah. of the cocaine, right? Yeah. But I think that's where, I mean, you see the. That ends, right, with, like, Nicola groping her while she's sitting on the bed. And it goes to that picture. And I'm like, does it look like there may be, like, a camera in the eye or something? Somebody mentioned something about seeing a red light. Because, like, yeah. it pans out of them in the bedroom, right? It, yeah. The camera's moving back, and it goes into that where the cocaine bag yeah. was. And I read somewhere, like, some I need to go back and watch it. But somebody saw something like a red light. Yeah, to me, it looked like almost like... But yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that like painting has like fake eyes and it's like yeah. Quint watching. He's like, oh, Jesus. Well, we're like just a camera in there yeah. like that's recording it. Yeah. And I think this, I mean, this let's any other thoughts on the episode? Are we we didn't talk about Valentina and Mia. So just real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valentina finds out Isa, Isabella is get just got engaged to Rocco oh. and she wants Rocco back up front. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, because that that's Do you that, want to go out for a drink after work? Yeah, find, finds out after Valentina invites Isabel for a drink for her birthday, and Isabel agrees, and then she's like, hey, can we talk? Since we're friends now, can you get Rocco back out there? Cause we're, oh, by the way, we're dating. Yeah, but we're really engaged. And yeah. Valentina's like, oh, I have a headache. Yeah. I'm not going out anymore. I have so much work to do. And then she goes to the bar, and then she Mia's like, "You want to make sex in the room? Yeah, like, you never been with a woman. You like yeah, women, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never." And then like, she like goes to kiss her at the bar, and she's like, "Dude, we yeah. all work here. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. out. Like, you went with Giuseppe to the chapel. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, let's go to a room. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be interesting how that continues as well. So didn't want to gloss over that, but a thousand percent transactional." Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so good, though. I the mean, next it's just, day, it's going to be like, all right, this you have the piano job. Like, maybe we do this every once in a while to keep your job. And then, but. Maybe not. Uh-oh. You have a theory on that? Giuseppe's coming back. You think so? Yeah. And 
He Lucia. throws me off the. Well, it just it's just gonna be like uh, fuck off, kid. Mm. Like this is the big leagues. I don't know. I just I just think. But I think Valentina be like, peace out, Giuseppe. I get a feeling Valentina is gonna be like, that was great and all, but I'm not interested. Thanks. Well, Even in the transactional relationship. I think she's not going to be interested, but, like, I think she may. What's the point of having Giuseppe, like, if no one liked him and it's true. Mia's getting compliments? It's true. Yeah, does but, Giuseppe get thrown, you know, tossed to the side? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a, it's a great theory. But, no, yeah. uh, that was a great point to bring up. That was really funny and interesting moment in that show at the bar. And yeah. And they're hanging out in the hotel room. Hilarious. Um Great episode. Yeah, really great so episode. So many theories spun off of this episode. So, give me your thoughts for episode seven. What do you think? What's give me your thoughts on how we end up in each storyline, and who will die? And I'll do the same. Okay. So I'm going to start with the, the quadruple. Yeah. Okay. I think Harper continues to gaslight Ethan into thinking that she hooked up with Cameron. Maybe she did. Mm-hmm. I think that point is totally moot at this point, whether yeah. or not she hooked yeah. up with him or not, because yeah. we'll never the really perce- know the truth. The two perceptions we have is yeah. that Harper believes that Ethan did something with the hookers, yes. and Ethan believes Harper did something with Cameron. Yes. And I think at this at point, this point it doesn't matter because we'll it's never a, know the truth. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But what's going to happen is that Ethan thinks they did something. Yeah. He confronts Cameron out on the water and he drowns him. More out of as an accident, just out of rage and anger, and yeah. he doesn't realize like that he's like ki- killing him. And then meanwhile, and so Ethan like swims off because in the scenes for next week, we see Ethan and Daphne like in their room, and she's like, "What kind of people are we now?" And it's like, you're fucking murderers. That's Was what you are. Ethan and Harper? Or Ethan, e- Ethan and Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think A, Cameron dies. And B, it ties into the DeGrossos, okay, where Bert is hanging out at the beach, and he just he just dies of sadness on the beach. <laughs> it's going to be just the, like the most random thing ever. Yeah. Um, and then Albie goes to the bank, cashes in. They're, they're Italian. They're not. Never mind. Cash is in I'll, some savings bonds. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> some bonds. Um, and gives it to Lucia. And she's like, cool. I will go deal with this. I will be back in half an hour. And then never shows up again. And you see her, like, at, at like, Naples Airport. She's leaving town. Yeah. Never coming back. Going to L.A. Yeah. Fuck Albie. I yeah. think she runs off. I think, oh, that's the other thing that I saw. Um, Dominic's wife could make an appearance. Well, you know who does the voice of Dominic's wife? Yeah, Laura Dern. Yeah. Right. Laura Dern is too big of an actress not to make an appearance in the last episode. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think he winds up fucked. I don't think it comes back to him. I think she comes back for Albie. Um, Albie's paid off. <laughs> Alessio. Lucia runs off. Maybe with Alessio. But, and then Bert dies. And then... I don't know what happens with Tanya. That's the biggest mystery to me. Yeah. Like, maybe she just, like, kicks Portia to the curb and she's like, I'm going to hang out. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Tanya. What do you think is going to... Give me your take. Because for me, Tanya is the big gray area. Um, 
I think she says fuck off Portia and just stays with Quint and just pays for everything out of her own stupidity. Give, yeah. me, give me your theory, Corner. So let's start back at the quad. Yep. I think kind of in agreement with most of what you said. I think Ethan's gaslighted so much he confronts Cameron. Mm-hmm. They fight in the water. Um I don't know if Cameron dies because I think if it's like season one, it's not about murder and revenge. It's about rich people getting what they want. So I think like they fight and then they have some kind of reconciliation. And I think, but I don't think any of them die. I think, I think Daphne's on the beach, like, all by herself based on she's oblivious to everything that's happening with with Cameron, Ethan, and Harvard. So somehow maybe Bert sees what's going on and they, he gets knocked off the rocks or something or because I think Bert died. I think Bert is one person that dies. Yep. And it's just, like, kind of either, like, a natural cause. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe he's swimming and has a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he decides to walk up that island where they threw the lady off of just to get a view. And he falls down and falls into the water and dies. Right? Yeah. Dude's Um, fallen, like, three times in this show. I think think he falls and just dies. That could be another red herring as well. But the interesting part... Is multiple, you know, they say in episode one, multiple guests died. Yeah. So you don't know if it's two or five or seven, which in the first season it was Armand, yep. the worker. So yep. the. It's hard for me to see, like, I see Bert dying, and but I don't see like Albie or Mm-mm. Dominic Mm-mm. or any of the foursome dying. Tanya is a tricky one because they're setting it up like they're gonna. I mean, this is to me like all set up that they're gonna kill her. Yeah. So Greg, well, I don't think it's. I think now though, I think this was all set up. To get her to cheat on him, mm-hmm. and gets gets through that prenup. Maybe the yeah. the prenup, yeah. right? So because they brought up the prenup a couple times, yeah. And so this was all an elaborate scheme by Greg, mm-hmm. who we know was the cowboy that Quint liked, and Greg's using this to his advantage. Either maybe Craig was maybe maybe Greg is really gay, and Quint is. They were partners, and it's all a scheme they concocted to save money. Um, He was, you can't see my air quotes, fishing in season one. Caught a big one. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to enjoy... Anything. Yeah, or sex with her. Yeah. So I think think Quint and him have some kind of relationship, and it's all set up to get the money. And, like, by her cheating on Greg... The prenup is um, yeah. be voided. Yeah. So he'll get a lot. Of, they'll come into that money. Um, 
Yeah, she's worth she's worth half a bill, according to Portia. So she's got like she's got like five hundred million dollars. So Greg, if Greg even gets half of that, like their palazzos are yeah. pretty well covered. Yeah. And and I don't think Tanya or Portia die. No. Um I don't know what happens though, like I'm guessing they go back to the hotel at some point in the next episode. And then like I said, I think Bert dies. And my guess would be somehow, some way, Lucia or Mia, like in some form or fashion, is Mia up with is Mia walking with Bert up on the rocks, and they he stumbles and he drags her over, and they both die. They have it's the connection almost now. Setting up like I mean, Armand was becoming. This is where I think Mia is now the the goner. Like mm. Mia to me has taken like the Armon route as far as being like okay, she was a I mean Armon was a central figure to start from one but he became more and more like likable. Yeah. And one of the best characters is rooting for him. Yeah. yeah. Like, Oh dude, Shane is really and, fucking with him. Yeah. And now this is to me with Mia, it's like, even though she's become like, I was not say a sex worker, but she's working transactionally. Sure. Yeah. She's been the one that I'm like rooting for like the most, like she's grown throughout the show. She has like a clear goal. Yeah. Like yeah. she wants to be a singer. And Latria wants to own a store, whatever. Yeah. But they're the only ones that have goals. Yeah. So that makes me think that, like... But I think it's it's not a murder mystery. It's just set up, like... Like... To make us think about this. But I think, I think it's going to be some kind of accident with Bert and Mia. Or... Cause, but I don't think it'll just be random people. Like, I've heard theories that, like... Someone, the jet ski accident or boating accident or whatever would guess. But it, it'd be kind of, to me, it'd be kind of like um, kind of a slap in the face just to be random hotel guests. Yeah. Or unless it's like, I mean, it could be like Bert and Mia go out on a boat. I don't know why I'm looking lumping them together but maybe Bert's like I just want one more time with a woman and he she's into this transactional stuff and she's not gonna sleep with Lucia cause she slept with everybody else in her family his family um Giuseppe comes back he gets his piano back Valentina's like not interested she's like oh I gotta find a way I gotta find a way out of this what's going on Bert <laughs> but I, I I think if like they had they would they made it very clear to say, like, guests are yeah. dead, like, a yeah. few. And it's a guest. Not, like, hotel staff no. or... Three uh, bodies, just generic. Yeah. Said hotel guests. Yeah. Yeah. And so that makes it, like, it has to be someone we know. And that includes Mia and Lucia, who are guests at yep. the hotel. Yeah. So that's... I think Bert because of the age, and then Mia because she's like starting to come into her own. I can see that. Yeah. 
And she's a poor person. True. She doesn't have an Alessio. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. I can't yeah. wait for Friday. I mean, Friday. Today is Friday. Yeah. Can't wait till hey, Sunday. You got the jet lag, man. Yeah, yeah you're I'm, fucked. I'm yeah. not very long for this uh, evening, so. Yeah, it's all good. Any final thoughts on the uh, on the episode? It's a great episode, and Mike White is just a brilliant storyteller. Like, you have a million things going to your head of what's going to happen, and at the end of it, it's going to be the most basic, logical thing. You know, we've been trained in TV to be like, oh, they're going to kill Tanya and take her money... Uh, they're going to get rid of Portia so she doesn't get in the way. They don't kill her. They just take her to another town. and Take her money. They're killing Tanya with Tynus so much that she's going to sleep with a prostitute and Greg's going to get all the money. Yeah. Dude, even if Greg gets half, yeah. she's still going to be able to hang out at White Lotuses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... I think, that's, I think that's a great example, though, of Mike White's writing for the show, is <laughs> we all get hooked into the, like, somebody dies in the very first five minutes yeah. of the show, but that's not the point of the show. He's like, dude, there are far worse things out there. Yeah. Like, transactional relationships and fucked up dynamics and yeah. being stuck in a lifeless marriage, and all you fuckers want to think about is who dies. Look yeah. at the shit that actually goes on in the yeah. world. Look I think that's the... a great yeah. dialogue that he brings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm... Nothing out of there. That's, I think, the perfect way to end it because that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking as well. Nice. It's, it's about that. It's not about... It's not CSI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CSI White Lotus. CSI, CSI Sicily. Yeah. Uh. Animal Instincts. <laughs> crime scene. Scene of the crime. <laughs> Animal Instincts. Coming this fall. From crime scenes in the guy. Sarah Marshall's back. And, Jason Bateman is and, her partner. <laughs> what do you, what can you tell me about uh, Jim, whatever? Who's, who's Johnny Lucci? Who's Johnny Lucci? <laughs> Bateman's like, gun, put, gun, gun, gun. Put the gun down. Yeah. It's so good, so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Your eyes turn blue. Your eyes glow. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, but appreciate everybody for, you know, listening in, catching up on White Lotus. You know, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be talking the finale. Um, we all know there's going to be a season three, so get ready for that. We'll be talking about slow horses, other things like that going on, Andor. Chuck's been watching Andor. Um, but, you know, be sure to tell everybody uh, out there about us. We're on all the podcast platforms. You know, we've got our Instagram where we like to ask questions and post, you know, new content for new shows coming up. Uh, you can always catch us at Can We Kick It Pod. And you can always go to our website, Kick It Media, or you can email us at canwekickapod1 at gmail.com. And as always, it's coming out. Peace.